If you drive in the country, more than likely, the road you're on has two ditches on either side. The last thing you want to do is drive into one of those ditches because, well, your car is not coming back out on its own, or at least it's not coming out in the same condition in which it went in. So when you drive, you want to avoid the ditches. So you have to pay attention. You have to be aware. You have to be ready if an animal suddenly crosses the road so that you don't turn the wheel too hard and end up driving off the road and into the ditch where you are going to get stuck. <laughs> so can you picture this? Do you have this image in your head? Can you see the kind of road that I'm talking about? I don't know who to credit with this, but I believe more than one person has used this image of a road with two ditches on either side as a metaphor to talk about life. Just like when you're driving your car, in life you do not want to end up in the ditch. You want to avoid the pitfalls. You want to stay on the road, but this is not as easy as it seems. <laughs> so let me give you an example. In my generation of parenting, and I'm talking about, you know, parents who are around my age and are generally suburban, middle or upper middle class, there is an unofficial mantra that we tell, that we tell ourselves, that we, that we tell our kids. And it goes something like this. You, child, can do anything except nothing. <laughs> so, did you catch that? Essentially, the message is this. Kids, you have to do something. Nothing is not an option. Do you want to play sports? Do you want to go to art club? Do you want to do community theater? Do you want to do robotics, play piano, get violin lessons? Do you want to go to overnight camp, go swimming? Do you want to engage in the Chinese immersion program? What do you want to do? I'll drive you around, I'll pay for it, I'll take time off work if I have to. The only thing you can't do is nothing. <laughs> Now, this is not how it was when I was a kid, but it is now because we want our kids to be successful. We want them to be happy and know who they are as a person, and all of these experiences are supposed to help with that, so we do it. <laughs> does, uh, does this sound familiar? Uh, parents who can afford to do all of this, they see a ditch on one side of the road in life and they want to avoid that at all possible costs. They don't want their kids to fall into it. It's the ditch of not being successful. It's the ditch of aimlessness, not knowing what you're passionate about. And that's one of the primary reasons parents give for involving their kids in all of these different activities. So parents see a ditch. And to ensure that their kids don't fall into it, they spend countless hours driving everyone to different events. However, in that process, their kids don't know what to do with their unstructured time. They are tired. They are overwhelmed and feel excessive stress as they're pushed to succeed. I mean, here's the thing. It's not the ditch that you see that you have to worry about. You can focus so much of your attention on not falling into the ditch on one side of the road that you end up falling into the ditch on the other side. So let me give you another example. Uh, 
you can tell yourself this. You can tell yourself, I don't want to be known for mediocrity and I don't want to get passed over for promotion. It's a ditch that I see and I don't want to fall into it. Therefore, I will spend extra time on the weekends and evenings working. I will stand out. I will rise above my coworkers. I will outwork the competition. But in doing so, I will unintentionally fall into the other ditch of being distant and unavailable to my family. <laughs> so again, one more example. To not fall into the ditch of seeing things through rose-colored glasses because, well, we don't want to do that. That's, that's not a good thing. In order to avoid that ditch, I fall into the ditch on the other side of the road of being a miserable pessimist. Yeah, and we don't want that either. So life is about balance. Life is about staying on the road. And interestingly, it is never the ditch that we're worried about that ends up getting us. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as they migrated from the east, they came upon a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitmen for, for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered, scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which mortals had built. And the Lord said, look, they are one people and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there, so they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. I have always found the biblical story interesting, but it was not until I was able to read these stories more deeply, to treat them as more than literal, that they became transformational to my life. The biblical stories that we've been focusing on since the fall, they're not history. These are not history lessons. Uh, we're not reading a news report that is quoting people and, and sharing witness statements. No, these stories that we're reading are theological. They ask deep questions and seek to understand what it means to be a human in relationship with their creator and the created world. I mean, what does it mean for how we live and function as one who is seen and loved by God? Yeah, that is how our focus text functions today. It's not an odd story to explain why there are different languages and dialects in our world. In, in fact, if a linguist is presenting on the evolution of human language, please, please, please do not use the story that we just read to say something like, but the Bible says that God created different languages to confuse people. I mean, no, <laughs> that is not the point of the story. So let me, um, let me recast this for you so that you can hear it differently. A major technological advancement has been made. 
in a geographic location without the kind of stones and other building materials necessary to create complex structures, humans have discovered a process for making durable building materials called bricks. <laughs> and this new discovery enables the construction of a settlement and structure that reaches to the heavens, and it is absolutely amazing. This technological achievement will bring stability and safety and allow more people to live together, but there is even more to it than that. In a world that believed that God's realm was located just above the sky, this miracle of technology will actually allow human beings to be that much closer to the realm of God, to be like God, to be God. <laughs> New technology opened doors that benefited society, but in the process, people forgot what it was to be connected with God, to listen to God. Uh, to avoid falling into the ditch of insecurity and isolation, humans developed the ability to build a city, to build security, to build community, and fall into the ditch on the other side of the road where they lose their connection with God. It's always the ditch you're not paying attention to that you are at risk of falling into. I would be curious to ask how many of you feel that you have a healthy balance in life right now, that you feel good about your ability to stay on the road and that you're not falling into life's ditches. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to like, you know, name yourself out loud with whoever you're watching this with, but, but I would like you to think about it because I'll be honest with you, I don't think my life is in good balance right now. I find myself in the ditch more often than I care to. For me, I see the ditches that I want to avoid that are related to my work and having a family and wanting a certain lifestyle, but as a result, the, the constant movement, the full schedule, the to-do list, the stress from uncertainty, I mean, these are all ditches that I fall into and I, and I don't then have the kind of life that I want and I don't have the relationships that I want and, and I don't have the sense of peace that I want. And I know I'm not unique, um, and nor is this an age-specific you know, kind of thing. Like Everyone in every stage of life is at risk of falling into the ditches of life, of not having a centered life, of not living a balanced life, a life lived in connection with God and neighbor. I mean, your ditches, will, they'll look different than mine, but they're there. So, in the book of Genesis, one of the reoccurring themes that we saw in our, actually our focus text today, is a warning that it is easy to, to become out of balance. That it's easy to spend your life consumed, building and developing the biggest, best thing, and completely lose sight of what is life-giving to lose your connection with God and God's dream and purposes for you and the world. I mean, so, so religious communities and, and spiritual life is meant to reconnect us, to pull us out of the ditch and put us back on the road. 
as, as a congregation, we are called to be a community that has rituals and practices of generosity, of service, of reflection, of prayer, of community, as, as a way of pulling each other out of the ditches that we find ourselves in as a way of balancing our lives in ways that are in connection with God and in connection with others. This is so valuable in a time when so many of us are struggling to find balance. And I am always wondering how we can do this aspect of our ministry better. So today, we are lifting up in our in-person worship, our, our senior high service and learning trip participants, as, as part of that service. And this kind of ministry, the service and learning trip ministry that we do, this experience of stepping back from constant busyness that we have in life to serve our neighbor while learning their stories, of taking intentional time to build community together, of learning how to lead together. I mean, this is life-giving as so many of our kids experience what it is to be in the presence of, of God and to find that life as we move forward in all of our ministry. May you come to find balance in your life. May you find yourself moving out of the ditch you never intended to be in and may you encounter God's goodness through the engagement of the rituals and practices of ministry practicing generosity, serving your neighbor, centering yourself in prayer and reflection, engaging your community, remembering those who are sick, visiting with those who are lonely, all those ways that keep us mindful of God's love for us and for the world, that you in the end would have peace and the life that God intends. I mean, this is the good news that we hear today. Thanks be to God for that. Amen. As a way of taking our focus text and the reflection on that text just a bit deeper and applying that to your life, here are a couple of reflection questions for you to think about, journal about, or have conversations with others about. Question number one, what ditch in life are you most worried about falling into? And question number two, do you feel that your life is balanced? How much do religious rituals and faith practices help to keep you on the road and not in the ditch? Mm -hmm.